Welcome to the Guys for Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today is a list day. Woo. But we're doing a different type here. Instead of a top ten movies from a, this decade or a top ten movies of this genre, right. we're doing top ten quotes from movies. And this is coming to us from Andrew. So I appreciate Andrew for sending us a different spin on a list. But still a list. But still a because list. Because we know that people like lists. Yeah. Now... I went a little bit different than I even thought I was going to go. Okay. Let me take you on a bit of a walk here. But I was thinking that I would be doing the most important quotes. Right. Or quotes that have meant the most, like have stuck in our vernacular or that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, I just went with quotes that are my favorite. Like personal favorite. Okay. Yeah, and there's somewhere... I mean, I've got, like, monologues in here that I might try to pare down, but there's also <laughs> there's also some, like, there's a couple movies where I've got three or four that I just couldn't, I couldn't call it. And I was like, uh, there's a few here, but they're also, like, quick one-liners. That's okay. So I've kind of mixed it up a little bit here, because it was, we had no parameters for this. No, it's just top ten movie quotes. And we decided this, bef- generally when we do a list, it's like, I'll get to Sean's place to record, it's like, this is what we're doing today, so then I'll scramble to make a list. Yeah. But this one... Knowing that, A, I'm crunched for time, and B, that it would take a little bit more effort. I was like, we, we talked about it beforehand. So I was sitting at home yesterday watching Netflix, and I was just going through different lists. And I was like, these are my these are my quotes. Yeah. So I do you have honorable mentions again? I do. Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> do I have honorable mentions? I just mentions? wanted to make sure that we were doing this like every other list. It's every other list. It's a the guys from podcast list. So it's our top 12, but really our top 10. Right. Okay. Although you did say that you have more than one line from some movies, and... I may have that happen once or twice as well. Perfect. So, so it's our top 10 quotes from movies, despite the fact that there's... It's 10 movies that have great quotes. Plus sure. two extras. Yep. And more. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. There's so many good ones. It, it's very, very true. Uh, as my football teams both won this weekend, sure. and it's super rare that I got to watch the Steelers and the Buccaneers play, Dave is letting me go first this week yeah. just to celebrate the fact that we beat the Seahawks. Well, and the Stampeders lost, so I'm mourning, so I feel like yeah. I need, you know, that's, that's punishment, so I get to go second. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so now, okay. how many... <laughs> I, I'm afraid of this this answer. Okay. How many of your movies have I seen? Um, some. Okay. Probably more than you're expecting. Okay. But I will maybe be surprised that you haven't seen. I'll probably you'll probably surprise me with a couple, but I think you have seen at least two thirds, if okay. not three quarters, of my list. What I thought might be fun is if we did the quote first and then tried to talk about. Then I tried to guess the movie. I don't know if that's going to work or not. It could. I don't know. That, it was just something, it was a thought I had the other day. Anyway, or we yeah. could just be like, this is from this movie, and talk about it, and then we could talk about why the quote is fun. And and the movie? Yeah. Like like okay. we normally do? Sure. Okay, let's just do it that way. <laughs> I mean, if you want to guess where this, I'm looking at my first honorable mention, I'm like, I don't know that Dave has seen this, but you that's, can try. That's the problem. No, yeah. let's just do it the other way. Let's okay. just do it the normal way. So my first honorable mention quote is, One morning I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I don't know. <laughs> to not have a Marx Brothers one-liner in my list would have been a complete shamble right. for me. Just because I love the Marx Brothers. Okay. I always have. I can't put 
like there's what Chaplin one-liner can I put in or Buster Keaton there's sure. the silent comedies and yeah. stuff but I just love that one it's from Animal Crackers <laughs> and Animal it, Crackers. you don't even need context for it no because it's it just is literally a, yeah. just you could have it. you could have a uh, there are comedians nowadays who do one-liners and yeah. they could have they could drop that line today and you don't even need context like that's that sounds like something that Stephen Wright would say Maybe, in, in yeah. his act and people would just be like <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Whereas, so, whereas this is Groucho Marx speaking very quickly like Groucho Marx does with his terrible fake mustache. Amazing. Yeah. So that's my first honorable mention. We won't dwell on it too long because they're honorable mentions and we're already five minutes in. Good so. lord. Okay, my first honorable mention. The, con- the the first line is, Vince, you said before you were waiting for a sign. What sign were you? What are you waiting for? The line is, goes with the Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen forms. During the rectification of the Voldrini, the Traveler came as a large and moving Torg. Then, during the reconciliation of the last McKetrick supplicants, they chose a new form for him, that of a giant slore. But this is the best part. Many shoves and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day, I can tell you. But I felt that needed the context. But that last line, many shoves and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day, I can tell you. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's so many from Ghostbusters that... I have some coming. I figured. Yeah. I figured. And so it's just like, there are so many, and I I just kind of... I think you've even mentioned this, like, tried to remember that line on a podcast before when we were talking Ghostbusters. Yeah, because I just, I can picture Rick Moranis telling this story, and he's just so excited about this. He's so happy about it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's one of those movies where... Like, there are so many quotes. And, yeah. like, I don't know if tomorrow this top ten might be completely different. Like, the order might be different. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm don't. i not all that stressed about order on no. this one. I just kind of went through and I was just like, I like this one. So this, oh, this is next. Oh, this is number five. Okay, so this is my number five. So, anyway. Fine. So, my honorable mention, despite the fact that tomorrow it could be number one, is from Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, my second honorable mention is You Do It for Randolph Scott. Dave's thinking. Oh, I can't think of it offhand. It's from Blazing Saddles. Oh, damn it. Which you've seen, yes, right? I have yeah. seen, yeah. Uh, that's when the town is, they've they've given up because Lamar's got the, the posses coming. Sure. So they've got all of their stuff on, like, carts and things. And <laughs> Sheriff Bart, like, rides up and he's, like, trying to convince them to stay and none of them are willing to even listen to him. So then his go back, like his fallback position is you do it for Randolph Scott. And then everybody stands up and like takes their hats off and puts it over their hearts. And a chorus like singing Randolph Scott. I love that. Yeah. And it's the reason I have tried to track down a Randolph Scott Western because I've never seen one. So now I have one PVR because I'm like, I got to see Randolph Scott. Yes. Amazing. That's fantastic. So that like that alone made it kind of need to be on this list. Sure. I like it. I like that there are on my list in particular, but I'm sure on yours there's different like there's some that are like deep and impactful and then there's some that are just really funny. Yeah. Like so I go from shoves and zools roasting in a slore to my second honorable mention, which is it's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. I'm like no, Sean's looking. I think that might have been shortlisted. Oh, nice. Me. I don't. I 
don't think that actually made it onto my list, but that was on my short list for sure. Because it's like Fight Club has so many great lines in it, but that one in particular, there's just something so existential about that, I guess. Yeah. And it just, it's, yeah, it's the, the first time I saw that movie and every subsequent time I've seen that movie, it's the one that sticks with me the most. And it's just very visceral, I guess. No, that's fair. Yeah. I'm looking, and I've now found it. I have the shortlist stuff on other pages, but I have other Fight Club narrator quotes coming. Well, there you because go. Because so, you're exactly right. Yeah. This might be the most crossover <laughs> list we <laughs> ever had, which would be incredibly weird. So weird. Yeah, it took us up to, like, a quote list for us to get <laughs> a bunch of crossovers. Somebody's going to tweet at us and be like, well, actually, you had this one had four, and this one had... <laughs> Thank you for listening so hard. I My number 10 yeah. <laughs> is I can't lie to you about your chances, but you have my sympathies. I can't lie to you about your chances, but you have my sympathies. You have seen this? You've seen it because of me. Okay. Because it's from Alien. Oh. Oh, is that the... Ash. That, okay. Ash says that. Right. Where after they've figured out that Mother and William right. Yutani has screwed them all completely. It's all about getting the alien back. Right. Whereas, can we stop this? No, I can't let you. There's nothing There's nothing and this to is, do. And so Ash is the, the android, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. So, and that, that one line is, it's just, he understands what he has done. And he feels bad, but he doesn't. Because, because he's a he's, robot. Because he's done what he is supposed to do. Cyborg? Android? Android. Okay, yeah. What's the name of the... What's Bilbo's name? The guy who plays... Ian Holm? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what's the... Bilbo's name? Like Bilbo Baggins, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Um, he also goes by Underhill for a while. What, eh. like, what else? <laughs> uh, it, I just appreciate... That, nice. That's a good poll. Thank you. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, you damn. guys couldn't see that, but Dave's eyes all of a sudden clicked into yeah. the fact that I did pull something from Lord of the Rings. That yeah. was yeah. Looking for Mister Underhill. That was yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. It was. It was because he's so animated through the rest of that. But like, I can picture him, and he's just kind of like deadened inside, yeah. and like he's kind of got that monotonous delivery on that one. It's just yeah. like. Damn. I needed something from Alien. And Alien's not a super quotable film. No. There's a lot of... It's more in the interchanges. But this line has always been one that I always really loved. Right. So... Okay. That's why it's my number 10. Nice. Okay, my number 10... So I've got... This is one of the ones that has two. Seems like... Okay. Anyway. um, So... The first one, it's a it's a two part. So it's the drunk piano player. You're so drunk you can't hit nothing. In fact, you're probably seeing double... And then I've got two guns, one for each of you, which is just amazing, partially because I see double all the time. So I'm just like, yeah. well, but also, and same character a few different times. I'm your Huckleberry is perfect to me. Like everything about that Dog Holiday in Tombstone is, I don't yeah. know, man. It's my favorite Val Kilmer role. So that's fair. I mean, Iceman from Top Gun aside. Sure. Like, Dave's scrolling to look for his Top Gun quote. That way you can just throw it in here. You can be my wingman anytime. I think that's the only, only Top Gun line I know. Just start singing Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't have... Yeah, 
Did we do top ten soundtracks? I don't think so. I think if, was, if we did, it was pre. It was in the lost episodes. Yeah, because it's been brought up. I think, but it has been. Yeah. Although I did mention Celine Dion being the Kenny Loggins of the '90s. That yeah, was that was like, recent. That was super recent. So we have been talking about <laughs> Danger Zone on it. Anyway, sorry, Tombstone. <laughs> you were talking about uh, Val Kilmer and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so it's there's something. I mean, there's that's the sort of movie that is so quotable. Yeah. As soon as it came up, I was like, oh, there's that one, there's that one, there's the <laughs> Why Johnny Ringo, You Look Like Somebody Walked All Over Your Grave. There's the whole speech that Kurt Russell does as he's, you know, you tell him I'm coming, you tell him the law's coming and hell's coming with me. And like, there's there's so many lines in that movie that I could have put on here, but those two are the kind of my favorites. That's um, fair. Yeah. So that's, and that kind of ties into what I was talking about before, where when you think of that movie, this is the sort of stuff that starts clicking totally. back into yeah. your head. My brother and my dad and I recently got into a conversation about Westerns and, you know, when my brother was working down in California for a couple months, you know, it's two months that you have a lot of time working with the same people. And somebody asked, like, what is your favorite modern and, like, semi-modern and old old school Westerns? Right. So, like, I don't know what the, the quantifier was as far as dates go, like what fit into where, but sure. my brother and my, my dad and I got into that conversation and like Tombstone was easily up there and then we just started waxing poetic about that movie and all the different <laughs> quotes and yeah. So as soon as as soon as I found out we were doing this one today, I was like, that one's Something's gotta be on there. there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now you just need to watch something with Randolph Scott. There you go. <laughs> Spoiler alert, this isn't my only Western on here. Ooh. Yeah. I'm thrilled for you. <laughs> At least they're probably all going to be what from westerns I've seen. Totally. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> My number 9 is this is one of the two times I went with characters because I could not separate Naven R Johnson out from the jerk because how do you separate like, one particular... How do you take one thing out? If I had to pick one, it's probably he hates these cans. Stay sure. away from the cans. Yeah. Because you always think about that scene. But his I don't need anything speech, anything, like, I'm not a jerk. I was born a poor black child. Oh, my God. You mean I'm going to stay this color? Yeah. I'm picking out a thermos for you? Like, that whole song? Whole song. It's just... I, I do not begrudge you this whatsoever. It's just... Yeah. It's... He is so quotable. I at at work, my boss has quotes on on her like just on sticky notes on the wall from right. things. You know, it's like we had a quote book at one point in one of my houses, and when I was when we were going to school, and like people have quote boards. Like it's just it's these yeah. things happen, and so Samantha just keeps putting stickies up of different people. And one of the two I think on the wall that I've said was, "You mean I'm gonna stay this color?" <laughs> and they all died, and I was like. You guys know I'm just ripping off the jerk, right? Like, that is not a Dave Smith original. I am not that funny. So, yeah, yeah that's... Uh, the new phone books are here. Oh the new god. phone books are I'm here. somebody. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you kidding? Page 73, Johnson, Navin, R. I'm somebody now. Millions of people look at this book every day. This is the kind of spontaneous publicity. Your name in print, that makes people. <laughs> it's the jerk. <laughs> oh man, I just recently rewatched that. I would say with because we've talked about it a few oh, times yeah. in recent podcasts, and 
and I know how much you love it, and I know how much I love it. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. It and is. So it's yeah. just like, well, I haven't watched this in a couple of years. I'm going to rewatch this. And I was just like, God damn, it is as funny today as it is the first time I saw it. Oh, it completely holds up. Yeah. The Opti Grab. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Damn these glasses. Okay. Damn you. I damn you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could just sit here and go through the entire collection of The Jerk. Pretty much. Uh, who? Did Rob Reiner direct that? Yes. Because I know he was the one who sues Navin R. Johnson. Yeah. So I just assume that he probably directed it as well. Yeah, he did. Okay. Okay. Uh, my number nine is actually technically also a character. Okay. Because I have two quotes from this one, too. <laughs> um, I mean, the ultimate one is, that I've used on some on, on regular occasion uh, is you'll meet them all again on the long journey to the middle. I just think it's so okay, so good. But uh, like, it's Lester Bangs from Almost Famous. Yeah, and so that's that's my favorite my favorite line of his. But there's that whole conversation between him and William when William's on the phone with him. And he's like, "Oh man, you made friends with them," and you know he's like, uh, uh, "Even uh, even when I thought I was their friend, I wasn't." And he said, "That's because we're uncool." You know, I've met you. You're not cool. He's <laughs> like, and so William says, "I'm glad you're home. I'm always home. I'm uncool." <laughs> and then the last, the last line is, "The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool." And like, it's just an entire conversation about how uncool the two of them are. I literally yesterday when I was doing my quote list saw Almost Famous, clicked on it, then went, "No, I'm okay," <laughs> and then went back up and kept going because I'm knew like, that I, I knew. Was, yeah. I know how much you love Lester Bangs. I know yeah. how much you love the movie. It's so quotable. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about music? Like, yeah. To begin with, everything. Like, that is, again, the problem with this list, and I'm not begrudging you, Andrew, because it is a great list, and it's been already 18 minutes of enjoyable conversation. Right. We hope for you as well. Sure. But... Man, I thought they just talked about Gone with the Wind the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) It's just our one through ten is frankly my dear. I don't give a damn. (laughs) I'll never go hungry again. There's a ton of sure. famous, yeah, in our movie culture. Pop Between culture that lines. and Casablanca, it's just like okay, there we go. We got, we got this. Yep. But yeah, no, it's 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 been really fun. But there's some that I've had a really really hard time narrowing it down. As you can tell, like yeah. my last two have had multiple. Although I think I have one more that's multiple, and then a bunch of like big long diatribes, and then I'm good. But <laughs> anyway, sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We've talked, we did an, did we do an entire podcast on Almost Famous? We talked about it. I'm sure we did. That was back in the was before, for sure. Anyway. Well back into the Lost Podcasts, for sure. I guess there's an idea for people if they want it. We have done. Well, we talked about, I mean, we recently we talked about how we did an entire podcast on the Overlook Hotel slash The Shining. We've talked about, I think... Almost famous. We definitely did Big Lebowski. Like, yeah, because I remember because I had never seen it all the way through in one sitting. So I remember I finally had a chance to. So I took a picture of my TV with the dude <laughs> buying cream and sent it to Dave. And Dave got probably more excited than he has been on most text messages for a long time. Yeah. Well, because there's there's so many movies that you know more about it than I do because yeah. you've seen it multiple times or you've seen it, and yeah, yeah, which does help me in yeah, knowing about them. It does. 
But I've seen Lebowski so many times when he's done this, like, I'm so happy for you. I wish I could be watching it basically for the first time. All the way through. All the yeah, way through. I knew everything that happened and yeah. I'd seen, but like, and we've talked about it a hundred times, I had never knew that his landlord, that he went to his landlord's play. I never knew that. Right. And that, that made me so happy. Weird, weird play. Yeah. I have no actual Big Lebowski quotes on here. That seems weird to me. This podcast is over! <laughs> well, we have to take a break for the ad anyway. Yeah, there you, you go. You could add one in. Okay, perfect. My number eight, getting us back kind of on track, sure. although this seems like it's going to be one of these meandering podcasts. Oh, yes. Is, don't you think dreams in the internet are similar? They're areas where the repressed conscious mind escapes. You have never seen this because it's paprika. Oh, can you say the quote again? Sure. Don't you think dreams and the internet are similar? They are areas where the repressed conscious mind escapes. Dang. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Love that quote. That's Paprika herself talking. Okay. So. And this is what, it's on my list for sure. Like, I, that. To like, see? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you own it? Yes. Okay. You borrowed Outlander first. Right. The thing with Paprika was we also talked about it might be best for you to see it with me. Right. As opposed to just you by yourself with your dog. Right. Right. Because this seems like one that you might want to talk to me about. I have seen it enough times that I get the interpretations, whereas the first time it can be kind of just a mind warp. Sure. So basically it was just a matter of like, we barely have time to record a podcast at this point. Yeah. Let alone like hang out for two and a half hours to watch a movie. Right. Right. All right. So I can't really talk too much more about that because you haven't seen it, and I don't want to spoil anything, but that is my favorite line from Paprika. Is that anime? Yes. Okay. See, I listen when you talk. Yeah, that's nice. Most of the time. Yeah. You were saying? Um, Okay, this one's a little bit longer. There's a Christmas tree somewhere in London with a bunch of presents underneath that'll never be open. And I thought, if I survive all this... I'd go to that house, apologize to the mother there, and accept whatever punishment she chose for me. Prison, death, didn't matter. Because at least in prison and at least in death, you know I wouldn't be in effing Bruges. But then, like a flash, it came to me, and I realized, F man, maybe that's what hell is. The entire rest of eternity spent in effing Bruges, and I really, really hoped I wouldn't die. I really, really hoped I wouldn't die. <laughs> The first time I saw that, obviously it's in Bruges, because yeah. he says it a couple times, but the first time I saw that, like, that's the last quote of the movie, and, like, it's fading to a blackout, and, like, the rest of the movie has some decent lines, but that one, like, I was giggling at the end of that, and it's just like, and then then you wonder, like, what happened to Ray? And, like, all these all these questions start to arise, and that's right. the beauty of Martin McDonough's writing. Yeah. Um, but damn, like, as it was blacking out, I really, really hoped I wouldn't, and Colin Farrell's lilt, and, like... Yep. Yeah, it's just it. It's a great quote. It's a great quote. It's a great movie. It really is. Yeah, it's which kind of got some press. Yeah, and then it just sort of disappeared. Yeah, and it. I think it got overlooked a lot because, pe- like, it didn't. It didn't get enough press. I don't think so. Nobody was really knowing what to do with it. Mainstream wise, no. Yeah, and like, my brother and my sister both saw it before I did, and they told me all about it. It's like that sounds amazing. So I I right. watched it, but my brother told another friend of his. It's two Irish hitmen who go to Bruges to to hide out. Yep. And he was basically expecting Boondock Saints. Oh. And so he really didn't like it because he wasn't expecting, like, a dark comedy that had nothing nothing really to do with hitmen. 
Not real, and kind of a little sure. bit, but not. It's not Boondock Saints. No. And now I want to watch In Bruges again. Because it's a great movie. What about Boondock Saints 2? All Saints Day. <laughs> Plug to last week. Woo! Did you see the poster I got for the the podcast image? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, mm. it was perfect. That's like... I tried to find the on ice scene. I did, but there are no pictures of it on the internet. So I was like, I could either watch Boondock Saints 2, <laughs> screen cap it, or take this poster. Yeah, that, that, that was a better choice. I feel like it was. Yeah. Number seven? Yeah. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. It's got to be Monty Python, Life it of Brian. Definitely is. Perfect. I'm not sure I've seen Life of Brian, but... That's also the name of the opera, like the operetta that they made out oh, of Life okay. of Brian. Okay. But, I mean, that's pretty obvious. It encapsulates the movie perfectly. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's Terry Jones playing Brian's mom, which is awesome. And she's yelling that to a group of followers who think that he is a messiah. <laughs> he's not the messiah. So it's Terry Jones yelling it to a group of followers saying he's yep. not the messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah, out a window. Monty Python, man. Like They're so good. They are so good. And, like, do you have Holy Grail on there? I chose to do this one from Life of okay. Brian rather than just so loading those, my like, list up. Well, and that's the thing, right? Because they are so quotable. Yeah. I mean, you can do the entire African Swallows, the, the entire Swallow speech. You can do, like, there's yep. so many different ones from... The bridge. From, yeah. You could do <laughs> some who call me... Tim? <laughs> <laughs> the entire witch scene, like... My favorite... The thing that I was considering, but I didn't choose because it's more of a back and forth rather than a quote from the Holy Grail is when Lancelot is taking Sir Galahad away from the castle Anthrax and they're talking about peril and it's just it's just rapid fire wordplay, right. which is where they're at their best. Sure. So, yeah, that that quick cadence is yeah. yeah. But no, I just picked that one because I thought it was the best quote to kind of completely encapsulate my Monty Python Monty Python Monty Python, Monty Python love. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh this is my last one with multiple quotes from the movie okay because i just love the movie so much and it is so quotable and could have had a thousand more the first one on the list is boy i got vision and the rest of the world wears bifocals okay um and then his counterpart you just keep thinking butch that's what you're good at yep those are my two favorites from from the movie uh but there's also like i use the term i can't i I use the line i can't help you sundance once a week people look at me like sundance i'm like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But that entire scene, because it's like, he's, you know, I can't help you, Sundance. And the, the card player's like, you're the Sundance Kid. I didn't know you were the Sundance Kid when I said you were cheating. If I draw on you, you'll kill me. And then Sundance says there's that possibility. Like, that yep. whole scene is great. The entire scene where they're talking about how he can't, the, where they're not going to jump over the cliff because he can't because swim. Because he can't swim. Love that line. I love that they, they reference that in Archer. <laughs> yep. I got so excited. But, like... Uh, when they're on the horse and, you know, or the, the, they've just robbed the bank the, or the, the train the second time. The two go this way and the four go this way. And, and Butch goes, how many of them are chasing us? And Sundance goes, all of them. And he goes, all of them? What's the, what's the matter with those guys? Like, there's just – and they say, <laughs> who are those guys about seven times in the movie? Like, there's just yep. so many. And then my, my other favorite line is uh, 
right at the, the first lines of the movie, Butch is in the bank and it's closing up, and, and he says to the guard, what happened to the old bank? It was beautiful. People kept robbing it. It's a small price to pay for beauty. Just like, <laughs> amazing. It sets the tone for the entire movie because he's so charming and so funny. And I know it's not anything to do with this, but I almost tried to find you a gift to send it because I was watching an old Simpsons Saturday night. Okay. And it cut to the the dressing bottle, and it was, Homer, I'll tell you what I told Redford. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Is that the one with the quarry? Because yeah, Marge is fantasizing about Burley, Burley. and so Homer's trying to find somebody to fantasize Mama with. Celeste, and then it goes to Paul Newman's or Newman's choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, we needed a Simpsons reference totally. with quotes. I wasn't sure if we would get there or not. But when you were talking Butch and Sundance, it's Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Yeah, so it's perfect. <laughs> Homer, I'll tell you what I told Redford. And they actually got Paul Newman to do it. That's the best part. They, there's a couple, like, is the, when Homer's on disability because he's too fat and he vents the gas and the 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 gas vents in the farmer's field. And he's like, oh, not the corn. Paul Newman's going to have my legs broke. Like, there's a <laughs> yeah. few different references to Paul Newman. Yeah. So I love that he, he lent his voice to the show for that one line. Exactly. So good. Ah, <clears throat> uh, my number six is where Fight Club clocks in for me. Okay. Uh, but my favorite line from the narrator is, this is your life and it's ending one minute at a time. I I saw Love that, that one too and I was like, ooh, that one's close. Yeah. There's also a little bit of me that's like, you met me at a very strange time in my life is a great line, but that needs more context Yeah. as opposed to the two that we've yeah. pointed out. This is your life and it's ending one minute at a time is just so... Oh, love it. Existentialist, and it's also like, it says nihilist, everything you need it to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we already talked a little bit about yeah. Fight Club. Fight Club's awesome. Fight Club is awesome. What Completely more? underrated. Oh, when it came out, but it's when it developed. came out, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How do you sell that? That's the problem. Fox had no idea what they had. Well, and I—that's one of those movies where I don't think you can sell it. No, I think you just kind of have to put it out into the ether and hope that it gets this snowball effect. It'd probably be easier now. You could roadshow it a bit. Yeah. Get word of mouth yeah. and then release it. Totally. So, yeah. anyway. Uh, okay. Another longer one. There's so many that, like, it can't be one line. It's gotta be... <laughs> uh, See, and that's where I put my... To kind of narrow my list down. That's how I did it, where I was like, okay, it has to be okay. lines. Well, then maybe I'll try and... No, 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 no. You did it your way, I did it mine, okay. and it just makes it a little different. Okay. Uh, my number six. Bob Ewell fell on his knife. He killed himself. There's a black man dead for no reason. Now the man responsible for it is dead. Let's be- let's let the dead bury the dead this time, Mr. Finch. I never heard it tell it was against the law for any citizen to do his utmost to prevent a crime from being committed, which is exactly what he did. But maybe... You'll tell me it's my duty to tell the town about it, not to hush it up. Well, you know what'll happen then. All the ladies in Maycomb, including my wife, will be knocking on his door, bringing angel food cakes. To my way of thinking, taking one man who done you this town a big service and dragging him and his shy ways into the limelight, to me, that's a sin. And I'm not, uh, and I'm not about to have it on my head. I may not be much, Mr. Finch, but I'm Sheriff of Maycomb County, and Bobby Well fell on his knife. Good night, sir. I mean, again... To Kill a Mockingbird has a thousand different things I could... That entire Atticus Finch speech, which yeah. is gargantuan. 
Yep. Would I was prob- actually wondering what you were going to take from TKM. Yeah. I'm like, he'll take something. Yeah. And like, so I was Stand up, to- child. Your father's passing. Oh, I was thinking that might God, be the one you'd go. That that's... one gets me every time. Right. But I love Sheriff Tate's last speech. Like, that's it just, fair. it encapsulate, encapsulates everything that they talk about in that movie. And it's just, it's, oh, yeah. There's a yeah. lot in that movie that I could have pulled from. And there's that's just true. something about like, Anything while she's wearing the ham. Yeah. Like, it's just... <laughs> well, and that's like... Everyone forgets that. So every time we talk about this movie, I will bring, bring up the fact yeah. that Scout wears a ham at the end. And it's such a bad ham. It's a terrible ham. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's so many... Like, she's got lines. You yeah. know, don't say don't say hey to me, you, you ugly child. Like, there's just so many remarkable lines. But this one... You know, in that last line, I may not may not be much, but I'm still sheriff of Macomb County, and Bobby Will fell on his knife. It's just like, yep, you get it, Sheriff Tate. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So, we're going to take a quick break for an advertisement before we launch into the second half of our list. That way, Dave is also able to find the Big Lebowski quote he wants to and put replace into it with his. the gigantic Goodwill Hunting monologue. Because. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. That speech when they're sitting by the on the the park bench is yeah. one of the best, but it's a thousand minutes long. So okay, so you guys should just watch that and watch that speech. That like some of Robin Williams' best acting. It is. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Let me do my work. So the second half is brought to you in part by Wickham Standard Assurances. Are you feeling down? Call Wickham Standard Assurances for their diverse packages, available in both self-esteem boosting, compliments, or try out their new Emperor package that involves a trio of complimentary friend agents bringing your head image into the new year. That's Wickham Standard Assurances, assuring you in the future. And we're back, and I'm just going to pass it right over to Sean. Yay! Number five. Mm-hmm. Just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. That is a good line. Yes, I love the line. I feel like... You've seen this. I know you have. Like, it feels like it should be something from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. No, no, it's much more Tarantino than that. Oh, just because you're a character doesn't mean... Pulp Fiction? Yeah, it's the wolf. The wolf, right, right. (laughs) Yep, talking to Rachel, Raquel, something like that? Yes. yes. Say goodnight, Raquel. Goodnight, Raquel. I can't remember. Yeah. 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 Played by Juliet Sweeney. Yeah. At the at the Auto Records yard. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I just I love that line. Just because your character doesn't mean you have a character. Yeah. yeah. That's one. God bless Tarantino. Like especially back Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. He his writing was before he almost got too big for himself. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah. His, his writing's still good. I just feel like it's not as... Well, now he's more focused on genre stuff. He's yeah. doing what he wants to do. He's like, I'm big enough now that I can make a war movie, so I'm going to make a sure. war movie. I've always wanted to make a Western. Yeah. I'm going to make a Western. I appreciate people who can do that. There's something yeah. so admirable. Like, we've talked about other directors before. It was just like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do Underworld 4, and then I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like... James Wan. That's probably who it even came up with was probably. James Wan, where yeah. it's just like, yeah, I made The Conjuring. Now I'm going to make Furious 7. Then I'm going to make The Conjuring 2. I don't know. Aquaman. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. He's it's... producing a new Mortal Kombat that comes out next year. What? Just like, really? Yeah. There's a new Mortal Kombat coming. So it's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. I got it. Yeah. And it, 
I, I appreciate that because you don't pigeonhole yourself. Yep. But at the same time, it's just like, I mean, Michael Caine made Jaws for us. So we can build himself a new house. Yeah. Like, I get it, man. I want to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fade in. Hawaii. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, Pulp Fiction, Ugh. it's, that's another one. See, All these movies ha- are so quotable. And I thought about the Christopher Walken monologue, but yeah. because I put that restriction sure. on myself, I was looking for specific lines rather than the entire story about the watch. Sure. So. Which is pretty great. I did end up, I still have a couple longer ones, but not ah. nearly as, Again, as... we had different metrics. Yeah. All we did was we went with Andrew's top 10 quotes, and yeah. then we worked out what we were going to do from there. One of my favorite lines in Pulp Fiction, and I can't I can't remember it off off the off the cuff, is Bruce Willis when he's after he's spoiler alert for a movie that's twenty two years old. Yeah. Uh, after he's killed John Travolta, or yeah, John Travolta in his in his apartment when he's getting his gold watch. Right. And he, he gets back in his car and says, "That's how you're gonna beat them, Butch. You got to say one step. Like I can't remember, but he's talking to himself and like kind of giving him like that's that's how you're gonna do this. That's how you're gonna survive. And like I really like that. And there's just, I mean, yeah. there's also the joke that that uh, uh, Uma Thurman has and like the like uh-huh. there's just yeah most of their conversation at the fifties diner yeah easily could have been on here yeah yeah absolutely just piles. Any but, bourbon or that? <laughs> but I did go with just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Because I love that wolf line. It's, yeah. There's a lot of Winston Wolf lines that are great too. Yeah. He's in that movie for such a brief period of time. Yeah. But I love me some Harvey Keitel and his his gruff take no crap delivery is the perfect. best. It's yeah. just so perfect. His response when John Travolta asks for, you know, please would be nice. And then he just if I'm Curtis because time is of the essence and Yep. So, also, Travolta is wearing a banana slug shirt, which always makes me happy. It's so good. Yeah, that's an obscure reference to ourselves that look, we just don't have time to explain today. Dave's crunched, and his <laughs> quotes are so long. <laughs> it's all my fault. Yeah. So moving right along, yep. my number five is a little bit of an interchange. Do you speak Russian? A little, but only one sentence. Well, let me have it, mate. Yavas lublu. Ya Yavas lublu. What does it mean? I love you. Love you? What bloody good is that? I don't know. I wasn't going to use it myself. It's the first 15 minutes of The Great Escape, and they're walking with the Russians, and it's Charles Bronson and James Coburn, and it's just, it's, again, that movie, actually, there's not as many quotes in that movie as you would think. Like, I, I really like that movie, and I think there are some pretty great lines, like, but it's not, it's not one that... It's not one that when you thought, when I was like, let's do this list, you weren't like, oh man, this quote from The Great Escape. Totally. And then I was kind of going through and I was just like, I do really like that line. That's fair. <laughs> Bloody, and I've actually, so every now and then I know, like, now I know how to say I love you in Russian. So if nothing else, Yavas Lublu is my favorite quote of the, the movie because now I know how to say I love you in like five languages. Awesome. Yeah. And really nothing is more romantic than telling a girl Yavas Lublu true it's true <laughs> you try it out there listeners and let us know how that goes let dave know how that goes <laughs> yes that my number four also an interchange so you can feel a little bit better Whew, good because this 
this line is one word, so it obviously needs context. So, it's back and forth between Maguire and Benjamin. So, Maguire's first. Dave's already trying to think of what this is. I just want to say one word to you. Just one word. So Ben replies, yes, sir. Are you listening? Yes, I am. Plastics. Have I seen this? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. What's the... The Graduate. Oh, no, I haven't seen this one. Yeah. Plastics. That's your... That's, your... that's, his, ad- that's his advice on what Benjamin should do with his life. Is Benjamin uh, Dustin Hoffman? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Plastics. So that's the serious conversation they're having. <laughs> See, now it's clicking in that the fact that this is one of the funniest lines right. in the movie. Okay. Because it, it's a serious heart-to-heart conversation with one of his dad's friends. Okay. That's, that's pretty... Because I was trying to rack my brain because in It's a Wonderful Life, the, the stage production that we're doing... Right. Oh, I, uh, Sam Wainwright calls to talk to Mary Hatch, but but George Bailey's there, and they're like he's all involved in this. He's like, I want to bring plastics, and I want to I want to open a plastic factory, and you can get in on this. And he's like, Well, why don't you do it here at Bedford Falls? Because there's the, the 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 manufacturing plant that went out of business, and all those guys went out of there there anyway. They need work. All yep. I could think about was Sam Wainwright talking about this about plastics. I'm like, but. Uh. Benjamin and Maguire are not Sam Wainwright and and George Bailey. No, it's a Buck Henry line, the great comedy writer. Sure. And it's just, yeah, that's it. Plastics. Amazing. Just one word. Plastics. <laughs> and it just kind of, it essentially just stops the scene dead. Well, sure. Because it's just... Well, what do you do with what's that? He supposed, what's Benjamin supposed to get out of that? <laughs> I guess he better have an affair. Stands to reason. Yeah. If anybody gives me... No, I can't say that. <laughs> Never mind. Plastics. Plastics. All right, so here's why I interchanged Goodwill Hunting with a bunch of different... The problem with The Big Lebowski is there's not one line I can pull from it. If Fair. So you pulled what? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. I will have a seat. Well, this one is not necessarily my favorite, but the censored version is amazing. So... The censor version when, when Walter is bashing the Corvette, yelling at Harry. Do you see? Larry. Larry Sellers. Do you see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? And I remember watching that with Derek and Ian one night at, at my place when I lived in Varsity. So right. Just before the, you and I, I moved into to Brisbane. And I was like, and we all kind of looked at each other like, did he just say find a stranger in the Alps? And this is before PVRs, so you weren't able to rewind. No, so we just kind of yeah. had to ride through it. But that's the censored version of something much different. Yeah. Um, so that one, because it's just so absurd, is amazing. But there's like, the dude abides obviously is is yeah. classic. Uh, nihilists. I mean, say what you want about the tenets of national socialism, dude. At least it's an ethos. I love that. Yep. I'm, I'm not the dude. I, you know, so that's what you call. Or I'm not Mr. Bowski. I'm the dude. That's what you call me. You know that or his dudeness or duder or El Duderino. If you're not into the whole brevity thing, but the the two. I mean, the, the that rug really tied the room together. Easily got to be yep. the most quoted line from that movie. Yep. Um, but my favorite, probably my favorite line because of the the delivery and just because of the absurdity is when Jeff Bridges, when the dude is getting his, you know, when he's getting 
dunked. drowned in the, dunked in the toilet. Yeah. And the guy, you know, he's he pulls out the bowling ball and says, "What the hell is this?" And he goes, "You're obviously not a golfer." And then he drops the bowling ball and off he goes and just like, it's perfect because that whole like it's just if you've never seen the movie, you have no idea what's happening. Nope, none. And you know, like. Do, uh, wife, do I do you see a ring? Like the toilet seat's up, man. And like he flips the toilet seat down, and there's like the line because it's clearly hasn't been. There's that whole scene, but you're obviously not a golfer. Just quantifies everything about it. So, in the five minutes between when Sean and I stopped the first half and started the second half, I found those ones. But you probably, with a little bit more time, could have found a couple more Dozen. put some thought in it yeah would have had a bunch more that weren't on lists or in quote lists do you remember i don't know if you were around that that year but remember the chalkboard outside the nickel and dime office at the university yeah there at one point somebody wrote something on that chalkboard which was a big lebowski quote and so ian and myself and cody harper do you remember cody i do yep. yeah and there was a few other people. We just every as we'd walk past the board, we'd look and like write a different one down on there. And eventually, that board just got filled with Big Lebowski quotes, and it was That's the awesome. best. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, yeah, so it's fair enough. Those damn Coen Brothers. I probably could have picked a bunch of different Coen Brother movies too, right? Like Fargo. Oh, Fargo! Old Brother, where art thou? Has some amazing lines. Yep. It's all the stuff about a toad. Oh yeah, and yep. like the he's a suitor, and and when they're uh, she went in R U N N O R U N N O F T, like that whole conversation when they're having dinner, and like uh, it's just yep, yeah. Those Coen Brothers, there was a bunch of other like great quotes that I was looking up, and there was Barton Fink and Barton Fink, Barton Fink. There we got another yeah, one. They're good. <laughs> I guess if anybody wants us, we have been actually asked to talk about specifically Coen Brothers movies, and we've never done it because you haven't seen enough of them. Right. I'm close. I'm trying to work my way through their entire yeah. entire collection. There's a few on the earlier ends that I haven't seen, like... Blood Simple and that sort of Blood stuff. Blood Simple yeah. and Raising Arizona and... Yeah. Which is so good. I just, I got, I think I got scared off because of Nicolas Cage but yeah, doesn't matter nope it's a Coen Brother movie that's and that's the thing right like there's actors in other Coen Brother movies I'm sure I don't love but it doesn't even matter because they're the Coen Brothers so yeah I think I think I need to kind of plow through my Coen Brothers catalog and then we can talk about that because I think that would be a lot of fun yeah so don't worry Sarah we will get to it there we at go at some point my number three I know we talked and I talked especially before when we first started that I didn't do a lot of iconic lines. Well, I had to do a couple, and this is probably the first one, but you're going to need a bigger boat from Jaws. Sure. Which was ad-libbed by Roy Scheider on set. How I love Jaws. I'm sure it will probably stay in my top ten films when we get to our top hundred next year. Right. I love the movie. It's an iconic line. It's so perfect. His delivery is amazing. When he recoils into the cab, into the cabin, and like yeah. he just like he sees it, and he just kind of backs away, and that look on his face, like it's anybody who's seen the movie knows it. Anybody who's even seen clips of that movie knows it because because yeah, they usually show that clip. Absolutely, yeah. How can you not? I mean, I've seen like when I first saw Chasing Amy, and there's the one part where they're talking about like different permanent injuries that come from from having sex and everything like that. Right. I. I had no idea that that was a spoof on the scene where they're sitting around drunk in the cab, the cabin of the boat, talking yep. about different injuries. It was like, that's cool. Yeah, that's a nice pull, Kevin Smith, and done so organically. Yeah, 
Um, it didn't feel out of place in Chasing Amy, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it very easily could. Sure. If you're trying to make a reference to something like that. Yeah. But but the way that they did it, and it just kind of, like, it flowed so nicely. But but that scene where he's backing away and it's just like. Because he just saw the shark because he's chumming the water. And yeah. there's Bruce. And you're like, there's Bruce. Yeah. It's very yeah. cool. I, I, do, I do dig that line. So I just, I couldn't not sure. have it on this list. Yeah. Um, my number three is, it's actually, it's two lines, but I think they're back to back. Okay. Um, so, pleased to meet you, kid, you're a real horse's ass. And then the follow-up line is, Luther said you could teach me something, I already know how to drink. Okay. It's, it's perfect. It's yep. the sting, and like, it's the first time Robert Redford meets Paul Newman, and, you know, he just looks so disgusted with him, because he's just drunk, and, you know, he's this is after he sobered him up and you know like ran the cold water on him and everything like that and he's sitting yep. there dripping in the bathtub in his clothes and he looks over and he's got that like the the pencil thin mustache and like everything about that scene is just so well done and Robert Redford's just sitting there like I think he's chewing a toothpick and yeah I think you're right yeah yeah like and he just it, he gives him that line it's just like it's it's so good and I, Dave loves the sting I love the sting I, spoilers to our to next year's top hundred it's gonna be in my top five yeah i would be surprised if it wasn't yeah a lot of these movies like basically i went through a bunch of my favorite movies of all time and put the put the quotes on here because that's one of the reasons why they're my favorite movies of all time is because you can say the quotes exactly yeah yeah although stand by me has some good ones and i didn't have that on here but there was only room for 12 that's true so i mean you could just say train in slow motion if you want (laughs) (laughs) Well, technically, the we have best... time. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best line from that movie isn't even said; it's written down because it's at the end when when Richard Dreyfus is typing, and the line says, "I never had any friends like the ones I did when I was twelve. Jesus, does anybody? Yeah. And it's the best line of the movie, and it's not even said; it's just something that you read, and it's like that is hundred percent accurate. Yep. It was a wedding in on Labor Day, and and the best man used that line as part of his his best man speech because the Eric and the best man went back 20 years it's just like wow. that's yeah. really cool that's a nice pull so anyway yeah there's, there you go yeah huh <laughs> we could easily do a second one of these lists oh yeah it would not be hard not hard at all my number two human sacrifice dogs and cats living together mass hysteria Ghostbusters <laughs> 1984 Bill Murray does it need context no No. it's just it's talking about all of the crazy things that are going to happen if the Ghostbusters are kept in prison totally yeah well and when I was looking at Ghostbusters quotes I would that was easily one that that just about made it oh yeah um is that the only one from Ghostbusters it is impressive yeah because where do these stairs go they go up love that line uh what floor are we on 13 okay tell me when we get to 20 i'm gonna throw up yep there are if somebody asks if you're a god you say you say yes yes. yeah no there's tons of lines but that is the line from ghostbusters that i love probably more than any other and in the sake of not like i said before not putting nothing but python not putting nothing but other stuff yeah i picked that one i think my other favorite line from that movie and it's probably my most used line from that movie is, and the flowers are still standing. Completely out of context, it doesn't 
doesn't really make any sense. But like when I do it, like you know, I'll I'll pull something and something will stay up, and I'll I'll say that and like yep. And uh, some people get it. Some people maybe? get it. Yeah. 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 I remember when Sarah and I were dating, and I'd spend the night at her place, and she would like fall asleep on my arm. And so I'd try to pull it out, and so I'd like try to do it in one swift motion. So it'd be like three in the morning, be like, and like kind of slide it out, and she wouldn't wake up, and she wouldn't really move or anything. And in my head, every time I was like, and the flowers are still standing, and I giggle and fall back asleep. Perfect. Yeah. And I told her that one night, and she laughed. So I was like, good. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So that was your number two. That was my number two. All right. My number one. Sorry, my number two is from my number one movie. Okay. Um, and it's Red's parole speech at the end. Ah. Um, uh, well, it means you're ready to rejoin. I know what you think it means, Sonny. To me, it's just a made-up word, a politician's word. So young fellows like yourself can wear a suit and tie and have a job. What do you really want to know? Am I sorry for what I did? There's not a day goes by I don't feel regret. Not because I'm here, because you think I should. I look back on the way I was then, a young, stupid kid who committed that terrible crime. I want to talk to him. I want to try and talk some sense into him, tell him the way things are, but I can't. That kid's long gone, and this old man's all that's left. I gotta live with that. Rehabilitated? It's just a BS word. So you go on and stamp your form, Sonny, and stop wasting my time. Because to tell you the truth, I don't give a S. Like, yep. in a million years, I could not deliver it as well as Morgan Freeman could. Oh, no. And in the interest of not taking the two minutes that he does and, like, methodically saying every word, I wasn't yep. gonna even attempt to but watching that speech and like watching the reaction of the parole board and watching the way that he delivers that and just like the the determination and like the the po'd look on his face and he's just done with everything yep and that's the because you know you've seen you see him in other paroles parole hearings and like every time it's like oh yeah no i absolutely feel reformed whereas this time it's just like Nah, I whatever. Care. I don't even care, and that's what that's what gets him out there. It just yep. Oh man, um, but I mean, that's the sort of movie where hope is the best thing. Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things. Yep. That's that one's in there. You know, like I don't. I can never remember the music quote right. I don't know what she's singing about. I don't remember what those two Italian birds were singing about, but I hope it was something. I like to think that. Yeah, I like to think yeah. it was something so something that that it couldn't just be spoken yeah i know exactly yeah. the one you're talking about. and it, that because that's from the marriage of figaro or the notes de figaro yeah and it just break like the the i don't know the 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 that difference that dichotomy i guess between the 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 music playing and all these hardened criminals just standing there listening to it and that song is so beautiful yeah like it, there's there's a mo- reason why that movie's my favorite. Like, yep. it's just so well done. Well done, Frank Darabont. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're fast today. Can uh, tell you need to be out But time, also, but... like, this isn't the sort of movie... I mean, it's, it's great. I'm having really a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. But it's also... I wasn't expecting it to be one of those hour and a half ones because it's, like... We can't really talk... We're talking about... The quote, not the movie, right? Pretty so, much. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's unless you're talking, you know, we could talk about the jerk for 45 minutes. Oh, but easy. That's not what today is about. It's about the quotes. So, yep. yeah. My number one is a character because I was not able to separate out 
any Dr. Ian Malcolm line <laughs> as being more fun than the others. Yeah. Because Jurassic Park, the Goldblum in Jurassic Park is so good and delivers so many lines that I don't know that there's a character equal. Usually a lot of the best lines, they'll come from other characters. Sure. Or they'll, like, there'll be a couple really great ones from somebody. But the, like, Dr. Malcolm, there are so many. Oh, man. He's just... Jeff, you could... You could not have anybody else play that role. Nope. Nobody would have done it better. Jeff Goldblum combines the perfect amount of neuroses and rock star and nerd... Yep. To become Ian Malcolm. Yeah. You know, he's there with the like the the leather jacket and kind of the the tinted sun the tinted glasses, yep. like a little bit of longer hair, but he's also talking about chaos theory. Yeah. But he's also Jeff Goldblum, so he's a little neurotic and like it's just Yep. Everything about that character is amazing. Yeah. And like, I mean, Must Go Faster was so perfect that they used it again in uh, Independence Day. Yep. Which is kind of amazing. Yeah, it is. Because you can kind of make the argument, and there's all those fan theories about it being the same universe and all that. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, that That to me is, that's another one of those, like, everybody, excuse me, knows must go faster. Yep. It's just But he also says stuff like, God creates dinosaurs, God destroys dinosaurs, God creates man, man destroys God, man creates dinosaurs. And then Ellie says, dinosaurs eat man, woman inherits the earth. And then Dr. Malcolm and Dr. Grant look at her. Yeah. Yep. All the major theme parks have delays when they open Disneyland in 1956. Nothing works. Yeah, but John, if Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. God help us, we're in the hands of engineers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and this isn't even a line... It's a sound, but when they're in the helicopter, they're like, <laughs> uh-huh. I've told you, we've talked about like the, the hour long loop that somebody yep. put to oh, music, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because that still might be one of my, like, it might be my favorite thing on the internet. Wow. I don't know. That's saying something. Yeah. But it's just, <laughs> cause I think there's one, it's like a 40, it's like a four minute song set to music yep. of him growling, but like somebody just put that on the loop. For like an hour, and I was like, this is the best. Yeah. Ah, uh, now eventually you do plan to have dinosaurs on your dinosaur tour, right? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> like, knocks on the glass and like breathes on it. Hello? Yes? Oh. I really hate that man. <laughs> oh, Richard Attenborough. Like, it's just. Yeah. Well, because any, I mean, this isn't a, uh, it's a Richard Attenborough line. I think we both knew this when you said that you had Jurassic Park. It was just like, we're going to go down the rabbit hole here. But Oh, yeah. When they're they're having dinner and, and uh, what is it, Alan Grant? No, who's the, Alan is the, uh, is the paleontologist, right? Yeah, that's Sam Neill. And then it's Ian Malcolm. What's, what's Al- Richard Attenborough's character's name? Hammond. Hammond. John Hammond. Rich, John Hammond, right. Yep. And uh, and he says something about like how the lawyer is the only one on his side. And I was just like, I brought you all here to defend me, and the only and the only the one only one I've got on my side is the blood sucking lawyer. Right. Yeah. And then Gennaro, who's the lawyer, says, "Thank you." <laughs> yep. But I actually 
did you want to do any more on Jurassic Park? Because I actually haven't said my favorite, the one that I actually use. From Jurassic Park? From Jurassic Park, from Dr. Malcolm. I feel like we could talk about Jurassic Park. Clever Girl. Totally. Uh, that one came up. Like, Dr. Dr. Grant's entire first speech about the Velociraptor to that yep. 12-year-old kid. Like, just Maybe to... Maybe show some respect. Yeah. Like, there's yep. there's all kinds. She said that I should drive with you. Like, there's all kinds of... Because it'd be of, good for you. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but Newman's... Nedry. Nedry. Uh, uh, yep. Oh, you didn't say the magic word. Just back... Hold, Hold on, on to your, to your butts, butts by like, Arnold. Yep, Ray Arnold. There are clearly so many quotables. So it's just like, I'm on a time crunch. Yep. We could talk about, again, This if anybody wants us to talk about any of these movies as an entire half-hour topic, because... Well, that, Jurassic Park, because we'd be. probably stretch it into including two and three and world, we that'd be oh, a podcast it. in itself. Sure. But if anybody wants us to talk about specific movies that we're talking about today, we can do that. But we're going to move on. So what, Sean, is your favorite Jurassic Park Ian Malcolm line? This is my favorite Ian Malcolm line, and it's one that I actually use. Okay. Uh, and I'll say the line first, and then I'm sure you can probably assume when I am using it. Uh, it's in there in the the cars still yeah where they're on the tra- the thing and dr grant j- has jumped out right it's like see that's that's exactly my point nobody could have predicted that dr grant would jump out of a mu- moving vehicle then ellie jumps out as well and he says see here i'm now sitting by myself uh talking to myself that's that's chaos theory <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm in mid-sentence or I'm talking to somebody and they just walk away <laughs> or they stop and all of a sudden I'm by myself and I thought there was someone behind me, like I was talking or cooking and something right. or I'm like at work and they just leave, as soon as they're gone, I say that to myself. Every time. See, here I'm now sitting by myself and uh, talking to myself. That. That's chaos theory. So that's my number one. And I can picture it like... Because he's, he's talking about the drops of water and, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah, I can just picture... Oh, God. Yeah, I, I need to rewatch that movie. God, <laughs> yeah, I love you that do. movie. Because, like, two and three are on TV all the time, but Jurassic yeah. Park is never on TV. I know, it's weird. But you right. own it, right? I don't know if I do. Oh. Yeah. I do. Huh. Maybe I should fix that. There's some, like... I've got a bunch of movies in my basement that I bought when, you know... Everybody was collecting DVDs, and it's yeah. like, I should buy this, and I totally need Stealing Harvard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, right? Like, these random movies. Like Who's in that again? Tom Green and that is a Tom Jason Green. Lee. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think it was one of those, like, you buy this Jason Lee movie, and it comes with it, or whatever, you know, because when they were trying to sell more DVDs, like, Oh, man, we'll I do want Dogma. Yeah. Oh, but I, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Stealing Harvard. So whatever, anyway, I... There are some of those I could probably be like, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch this again. And if I am, it'll be on TV and I'll be like, hey, I haven't seen this movie in a while. I should watch it. But Jurassic Park is one that I should probably get. It, I'm kind of at the point now because there's no point in collecting DVDs, but I'm wanting to get the movies that aren't on TV or aren't streaming regularly. Sure. Where it's just like, you know what? I want Jurassic Park. I want Pacific Rim. I want sure. Starship yeah. Troopers because I don't want it edited. Right. I don't actually own Starship Troopers. That's weird. Yeah, exactly. So that'll change. Yeah. But there, yeah, and that's exactly it. It's just the movies, like, I don't need to own Back to the Future because it's on once a month. Right. I mean, I do. 
Yeah, me but, too. <laughs> and I won't like it's not like I'm going to get rid of my box set of the of the movies, but like if I didn't own it right now, I wouldn't be worried about it because it's always on yeah, TV. You can see it. But there's some movies where it's just like when when is the great escape on TV? Very maybe, maybe in November during maybe June. Maybe June like yeah. though though me and you just have you have to be like maybe watching TCM or happen to be flipping through and be like okay it's on at this point but yeah. I sell them Bridge on the River Kwai is on way more often than than oh yeah uh, than the Great, the Great Escape. Escape yeah so I, it's nice to own that movie yep anyway this movie is it's not on all the time but it's on Netflix your number one my number one okay what came first the music or the misery. People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos. That sort of culture of violence will take them over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable? Or was I miserable because I listened to pop music? Perfect way to start High Fidelity. Yep. It's the... Like, it sets the tone for... I had a conversation with a, a guy I work with about High Fidelity and, like... Rob Gordon is not a good character. You don't like he's no. kind of a, a repugnant human being. Like he's cranky and yep. and he itself admittedly like he admits it. He says, you know, what does she see in him? He he's cranky. He 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 a bunch of different adjectives yeah. to describe himself. And it's like even he knows that he's not a good human being. And yet we kind of root for him. And we but we more importantly we find his story so compelling. Right. But that that first opening monologue is the best the best way to set the tone for that movie and I think it's it's... I I keep nodding sorry audio podcast yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I love that I love the film I love that quote there again there's so many other like anytime they do a top five and like all of those there's so many different quotes but that that opening monologue I guess it's, right it, it it's it's one of the reasons why I love the movie so much was I listen was I did I listen to pop music because I was miserable or was I miserable because I listened to pop music it's like damn yeah and I'm pretty sure that's oh I can't remember who wrote the Nick Hornsby I think that I'm sure that's in the actual novel oh probably because I read the novel years ago and it's like after I'd seen high fidelity and the script is basically lifted from the novel, so I'm sure it was in there, minus right. a few different things. Like, I think instead of I haven't seen Evil Dead Two yet in the book, it's I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs yet, and like little things like that. Okay. But to make it more with the times, I yeah. did Evil. But like for the most part, it's like, damn, this is very, very similar. So anyway, cool. yeah, that's that's my line. I was expecting high fidelity at some point. Yeah. Nobody could see it, obviously, because again, audio podcast. But as soon as Dave was like four words in. Like, he looked like, at me he's like, oh yeah. oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood. Yep, the lifeblood of our podcast. And we want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. My Twitter exploded on the weekend, which was crazy. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys from Podcast. Email guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Facebook us at the guys from, and last night Darth Vader came down from Planet Vulcan and told me if you don't ask us a question, he would melt my brain. Yeah. If you enjoyed the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can, any way you can, 
Everything can help us get the word out there, but nothing helps anywhere near as much as throwing us a rating or a review on iTunes. A bunch of other podcatchers use iTunes rubric, so if you can throw us a rating or review there, if you're enjoying what you hear, that would be awesome. We are available pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, including the Blueberry app, Podbean, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Are you looking for a fun murder mystery here in Calgary? Vertigo Theatre is playing Agatha Christie's The Hollow. It's witty, charming, and gorgeous to look at. Very well done piece of theatre. Uh, it's a little long, but the second act definitely tends to to pick up, and you really kind of get hooked in and go along for the ride. So cool. it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's running this Christmas season. I don't know what it runs to. I would say probably just uh, you have a couple weeks anyway. So I'm just going to say that because it's not my theatre. I'm just trying to pitch their show. Sean? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this very quotable podcast, we also write articles on things like music. We. I also write articles on things like music. Indie music every Tuesday, throwback tracks every Thursday. There's a top 100 Simpsons list. I've been doing a lot of video game stuff lately, some news. And where can I find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com Oh yeah, that's why I haven't been writing. Head to ihorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And also, like I say, every time when we do one of these lists, check out one of these movies that you haven't seen. I'm sure there's probably one of them. Chances are it's probably Paprika. So give it a shot. There you go. Special thanks to The Sweets for our outrageous opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also, despite the fact that they beat my stamps, congratulations to the Ottawa Red Blacks for winning the Grey Cup this year. It's the first time they've won it for their city in 40 years, so yeah. that's cool. It was it was a hell of a game. I know some of you, probably most of you, have never watched a CFL game in your life. But this was probably one of the most exciting CFL games I've seen in the last 10 years. So it's the outcome sucked for me, but... It was a great game, and congratulations to Ottawa. This has been episode 144 of the Guys From Podcast, the 144th podcast. I was trying to come up with a quote, and I'm just like, nah, just go with that. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Taking us out this week is The Left Behinds and their song Streetlight Owl. You can check them out at theleftbehinds.ca. Remember, if you have an original song that you would like us to feature at the end of our podcast, send us an mp3 or the download link to your SoundCloud along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along. We are big fans of the indie community and we want to lend our support. Our email address is guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing. It doesn't pay well.
wish I could fly like so you. That the cold is on the verge of snapping. I'll initiate this place of being. In my mind's eye, when I am watching you fly, what's the point of pushing through all of this, my friend? I've never seen you out here, but I see through the sky and it's over here. Closeness of you can let me fly through, and the rest of this night will be okay. What do you see at night from up on the street light looking out? I wish I could fly like you